0: In the morning, he's got ice in his veins, and he's giving cold blooded a whole new meaning. His name is Jack Frost. After five years of terror and 38 bodies in five states, serial killer Jack is on his way to execution. But a freak accident with a truckload of genetic material in the middle of a snowstorm mutates Jack into a killer snowman. Now. Only an army can stop the sleigh ride of terror from this frosty monster with icicle fangs. Hell has just frozen over. He's the abominable Jack Frost. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B Movie Bros. Bros. Here are B movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, week three of holiday month here this December, and we're taking a look at the 1997 film Jack Frost.
1: Not to be confused with the later one with uh, Michael Keaton.
0: one was a little bit different so what you heard was the back of the dvd box had to say about this movie so let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties top and bottom three what do we think about it paul why don't you go ahead and get us started off
1: all right let's start with the top three first number three i just love the opening sequence to this film it's christmas uh i think it was christmas eve night and this uh little child asked his or her uncle henry to tell him or her a story So, in the spirit of Christmas, Uncle Henry tells the child about Jack Frost, the cold-blooded killer who has a penchant for murdering his victims in some rather creative and brutal ways. I really wish I had an uncle Uncle like Henry when I was a kid. Christmas would have been certainly much more memorable. Number two. This movie balances violence and absurd comedy in a way that's really funny and manages, manages to make the most about the most out of like both elements. It was like watching a slasher version of the Three Stooges and that's kind of a cool idea. Number one, I always appreciate a killer with a sense of humor and Jack Frost certainly met that criteria. Rather than dwelling on his circumstances of becoming a snowman, Jack immediately returns to his favorite hobby of murdering innocent people and he does so with a smile and a never ending supply of puns and just like the gremlins, he's much better than Chucky. I fucking hate Chucky.
0: For me, number three. I have to agree with Paul. It's, it's the opening. It's probably one of the best Christmas movie openings ever. You know, little little boy girl wants a, a story before bedtime. So what better way to, you know, tell a story to a child than about a murdering psychopath who just so happens to be, you know, on his way to execution.
1: And it didn't fe- feel forced or like, um, or anything like that. It was just funny. It was well done and it was clever and it was really funny. Number 2, the varying kill methods.
0: I mean, I don't think there were two deaths in this movie that were done the same way. Jack is very creative and uh, you know, some people do say that variety is the spice of death, and Jack knows that very well.
1: And when you have really inconsistent um abilities, you know, you can kill in very interesting ways. <laughs> and number 1 of course is Jack Frost himself. The one-liners the
0: merciless killings, the abysmal looking practical effects that make him up. He has all the great makings of, you know, a fantastic slasher franchise. And it's sad to think that he only lasted for two movies.
1: I was wondering how many there were in this franchise. I there were at least two, but. Yeah, but just
0: everything about Jack in his human form and snowman form are just fantastic and and wonderful as far as like a killer that you want to see in a
1: movie yeah sometimes it's better not to overstay your welcome though all right well how about the, the bottom three what did you find bad about this one all right number three even though i liked most of the characters in this movie i don't really remember much about them because i don't think there was really much to them save for jack of course they all played their respective well roles well enough, but that was about the extent of their character—nothing more, nothing less. T- Number two, there seemed to be a long like period between when Jack first began his reign of terror as a snowman and all the murders, murders that came after the first one. I mean, th- it might be due to like after like you he gets into the swing of things, it's like one kill after another, but. It just felt like there was a long pause between them, and I would have preferred if it had been a little more um, even out, evened out, I guess. He, he needed time to figure out his snowman abilities. I guess so. That, that would have been kind of cool to see, like, him like, practicing like, you know, his murder tactics on... like I don't know. Gotta have a snowman training montage! <laughs> and number one... As with most, most movies featuring a supernatural killer, there are a bunch of fake-outs where the human characters think they stopped him, but only to be surprised by the fact that he's not really dead. It's a common cliché, one which I was fully expecting. However, it's still kind of a tired cliché, and this film had a few too many incidents of that happening. It's the slasher, slasher movie version of In a Dragon Ball Z Fight, where two characters are, like, fighting, and one shoots a giant energy beam at the other one, and there's a huge cloud of dust, and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I destroyed this guy. And it clears, and, of course, the guy's, like, there without any without any damage. And er- everyone's just standing there all dumbfounded. It's like, that happens every single story arc. Like, you should know if there's, like, a huge thing of dust. He's just standing there unharmed. Well, for me,
0: number three is actually the uh, the fake-outs. I, I think the same thing. There are just way too many times in this movie where they, quote-unquote, defeat Jack Frost when obviously he's just going to get right back up or reform in some way. I mean, we know what his, pa- what his ability is to, you know, change from solid to liquid and, you know, probably to gas as well. Number two...
1: Everything water-related he can do somehow. Number two, most,
0: if not all of de- the deaths in this movie happen off screen we just get to see the aftermath of them and you know I I do like to see the kills actually happen so for uh for most of the effects to happen off screen just for us to see the aftermath is, is a little bit of a disappointment but you know when you're animating a giant killer snowman for most of the movie I guess that's where your effects budget has to go and number one this movie had a giant tease scene where a girl and her boyfriend start stripping down and then she stops right before revealing her breasts. And then she goes upstairs to take a bath and gets fully naked. But the camera always works in mysterious ways to avoid showing any actual nudity. It's big fucking cock tease of a scene, motherfuckers.
1: I mean, they're willing to show a killer snowman, you know, murdering people and really brutal ways, but, you know, no boobs. Got, gotta got keep it family-friendly somehow, I guess.
0: Some of uh, what, uh, what we mentioned was actually the dialogue and the, the puns and everything, so let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote, quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. Uh, Paul, why don't you get us started this time?
1: Alright. Deep-fried jack served at midnight. The fucker's a snowman! Well, it ain't fucking frosty. World's most pissed off snow cone. Don't eat yellow snow. I think
0: all we can do is turn our eyes up to the heavens and say, oh shit.
1: Do not be forsaken the Lord's name in vain. Vain in my house, little girl. You gotta be shitting me. Let's you and me take a little midnight stroll.
0: Come on, you goddamn psycho freak. That ends this episode of Quote Words. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to tell us about it, leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 2 out of 10. I also gave it a 2 out of 10. Jack Frost is a lighthearted romp through a winter wonderland of death and carnage. A wonderful slasher flick, which doesn't take itself too seriously, feels right at home with other Christmas classics, such as The Year Without a Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Jack himself is a fantastic character who really is the center of the film. There are some tastic special effects, awful acting, and some creative dialogue. All the perfect trappings of a B-movie present I would be happy to unwrap any holiday of the year.
1: I don't really know exactly what it is about Christmas movies with gratuitous violence and murder that seem to go so well together, but surprisingly, vi- gratuitous violence and horror seems to fit pretty well with, um, with Christmas. The bright and and joyful season of giving, juxtaposed with gruesome acts of raw cruelty, exposes the conflicted and hypocritical nature of humanity. Films like Black Christmas and Silent Night, Deadly Night are two great examples of this idea fully realized. Jack Frost, on the other hand, takes a different approach, adding an element of comedy to the mix, revealing the absolute absurdity of the whole thing. Life, death, and everything in between. In a manner similar to Silent Night Deadly Night 2, Jack Frost is a horror comedy film set around Christmas, and just like Silent Night Deadly Night 2, it manages to balance all three conflicting elements into a very entertaining experience. Between the witty and hilarious dialogue, over-the-top and seemingly out-of-place acting, enjoyable thematic puns, and complete self-awareness of its absurdity and contradicting nature, Jack Frost succeeds in nearly every means imaginable. The only thing we don't get in Jack Frost is a
0: SNOW DAY or bibs. Well, I guess it's time, friends, to tell you how to drink away the slick. Drink away the slick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the slick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drink games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time you see a snow person other than Jack Frost, take a drink. Number two, every time Paul offers a discount, take a drink. Number three, Whenever anyone withholds information, take a drink. Number four, anytime someone says, Jack Frost, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's holiday month, every time a holiday is
1: mentioned, take a drink. Every time you see Jack as a human, take a drink. Every time you see snow mixed with blood, take a drink. Every time there's a flashback involving Jack, take a drink. And every time antifreeze is used in a way that antifreeze wasn't intended to be used, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the stick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else BME-related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at like us on Facebook at facebookcom follow us on Twitter at bmrebros, or my personal Twitter at Paul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats from our website bmrebros.com, We have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon account. links provided below. Well, we've come to the end of week
0: three here for holiday month. Let's rank the movies we've seen. For me, number three, Red Christmas. It kind of took two movie genres, you know, Christmas movies and torture porn, and kind of like forced them together and forced to make them, and neither done in a very good way. Number two, Jack Frost. Uh, up against most other movies we would have in a month, it, it would probably be number one. It's, it's fun, it's entertaining, it's got violence, it's got the puns, it's got everything that I want to see in a bad horror movie, but unfortunately it has come up against one of the masters. Number one, Gremlins. Just, just about everything about that movie is, is
1: fun, friendly, amazing, and it has gizmo. Number three, Red Christmas. Like you said, it tried combining a few different genres of film and really couldn't balance out elements from either one of them, and It just didn't really work for anything it was trying to do. Conversely, number two, Jack Frost combined multiple elements from different genres and succeeded because it knew how to balance them and made a really great film. However, number one, I had to put Gremlins. It's more iconic, it was a little bit more fun, and I mean it's fucking Gremlins. What, What more do you need to say?
0: Well. We've got one more week this month. So let's get right to the heart of Christmas. For the week of Christmas, too. A movie that's all about the true meaning of Christmas. All right. Getting that one special present that every child wants. We're going to be taking a look at the 1996 film, Jingle All the Way. Oh, boy. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and I'll be back
1: for more. And Merry
0: Christmas.